Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Welcome to episode, I think, 77 of the Step Over Podcast, our first emergency pod in a little while. Um, and in case you were under a rock and just clicked on this for some reason, uh, we are emergency potting, of course, because the Sixers have traded Jared Bayless for Justin Patton, baby. Woo! That's the, that's the deal. Uh, no, Don't forget is, the second round pick in 2022. That's, uh, that's correct. Uh, so... Obviously, uh, the deal is Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and a 2022 second rounder for Justin Patton and Jimmy Butler. Uh, also, this is Max. I'm Jim. Hey. <laughs> Forgot about that part. Uh, gut reactions. We're not going to be here long. We are planning on potting tomorrow after the game, which I don't think Butler will be here for that uh, for tonight's game uh, because the deal can't even be finalized until Monday, so et cetera, et cetera. Uh, gut reaction, Max, Go. Yeah, I, I guess my gut reaction is different than um, other people who seem to be mostly upset about the, the price, the Dario and, and Covington, the, the cost. I think for me, I'm, I'm more, and we've talked about this before, I'm just feeling like this puts the Sixers in a position where Jimmy Butler's on the last year of his contract. He's going to be 30 years old next year. He's played like a billion minutes and... Uh, had a knee injury last year and I think he's a really great player. He's probably like a top 15 guy in the league right now, top 20 at least. And I'm happy about it right now. I'm excited about what it means for this season and probably even like the next couple seasons. I just really worry about them throwing like a crazy amount of money at him next summer and then having an Elden Brand kind of situation where even if it doesn't happen like initially, there will come a point likely in that contract where he is just a, a bad contract just a straight up like you're paying a guy 33 million dollars to you know be your seventh man like and i just i worry about that um and i right. worry about yeah. his body breaking down yeah i mean we've talked about this before i said that exact thing with he's played the minutes of a man who's been in the league longer than he has been um even with the injuries and missing time uh just so to clarify since we are talking uh later technically right now jimmy butler is essentially a rental uh, but Woj has reported, uh, this is quoted from his uh, tweet, Sixers and Butler aren't allowed to enter into a negotiation or agree on an extension yet. 
but barring physical issues or Butler failing to fit into the Embiid-Simmons dynamic, both sides are optimistic on a long-term future. Fixers, Sixers would be paying a steep price for a rental, which is very true because I want to talk about the price a little bit. Um, I think if you were ever going to get a star in a trade, ever, you were going to have to deal Robert Covington because he is uh, an all-NBA defender. He has been playing really well uh, on offense this year, and he's on an incredibly team-friendly contract. Uh, and that was built in. That extension was, was looking back on it, was great. I mean, at the time, it even came up. Like, when he, even when he signed it, I was like, wow, that's a really good deal because the cap's just going to keep going on people getting paid more and more. And he's costing, I think, what? He'll be costing Minnesota, what, like $12 million this year or something like that? Somewhere between below 15, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but that was going to happen. So it's a bummer. Um, but if you were ever going to bring a star in, regardless of your opinion on Jimmy Butler, Covington was likely going to have to leave. Uh, it's a great bonus. They were able to throw Bayless in there. Um, I, and that's, I, I would give credit to Elton Brand for that. Cause if I was the GM of this team and I'm saying, if I'm making any deal at all, where I'm giving up anything, you got to take Jared Bayless on because he's just dead weight right now. So you got to do that. Um, and I expect as soon as he arrives in Minnesota, Jared Bayless will be miraculously healed from whatever his knee thing is that's bothering him. Um, but I want to talk about Dario, man. Bumped. Yeah. Bumped out. I'm more like emotionally upset than uh, upset in any kind of way about the value they're giving up, you know? Oh, 100%. Like, I, think... I am, yeah, I am not, I am not in like an unbiased observer to this. I, I am not, someone said to me like objectively, how do you think they do? I'm like, I can't, I can't think about it objectively right now as it happened less than 30 minutes ago. Um, because, and I think you can argue this pretty pretty clearly for a lot of people. Uh, you know, obviously Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are the top two players on this team talent-wise, and they are probably both top 20 players in the NBA. Simmons would be borderline on that probably, but Embiid's probably top 10 player, top 15, right? It's best center in the league. Um, but Covington and Dario seems very much like the heart of this team. Covington was no matter how much the fans would give him shit, seemed to really appreciate and thrive in when the fans would be behind him. He was super into the frosty freeze out all the time, which fucking ruled. Um, he was a crucial part of a lot of games where they would either win because of him or they had no right to be in games and they were in them because of him. Um, and that goes underappreciated, especially on the defensive end. Um, and Dario just would put his all, even when his shot wasn't falling and it just started falling and this, then the deal gets triggered. Uh, he would put his all into everything. You know, he'd have mental lapses and physical lapses, but he never half-assed it. Um, and yeah, I think I, I I wouldn't be surprised if this deal was kind of in place and Tibbs was like, well, I got to see if this Sharich guy is like dead now. If he's just, this is what he is now. And then as soon as he starts putting it together, all of a sudden Jonah Bolden's getting first quarter minutes and things are uh, being unveiled and opening up. So, uh it's a sad day to lose two good personal friends of mine who I love dearly. Um, but I guess now, Max, so what – let's talk. So they can't um, – they have a call with the league on Monday, so it's not official until then. Dario and Covington will probably not be with the team tonight. They will not play. Uh, so tonight's game will look interesting rotation-wise. But yeah. what do you think – so here is my, my read now on probably what the starting five will look like and tell me what you think. I think you're you're actually going to see, strictly positioning-wise, Ben Simmons move to the four. 
Hmm. I could see it being basically you have Butler playing the three. You do Fultz, JJ, Butler, Ben, JoJo. Um, I, now I I'm not sure about your ahead. depth when it when if that's your starting five. I'm I have there's questions about your depth now, because uh, you just traded two of the guys who are kind of like glue guys and depth guys and like do it all kind of guys. But to me, that seems like the like like if when they do before he plays when they do the NBA 2K update, that'll probably be the starting five that's in the game. I would assume. I feel like they're if I'm the Sixers, I am taking Markel Fultz out of the starting lineup. I'm using this as an excuse to make that change that probably just needs to happen anyway. Okay. Um, and I'm pulling in either Wilson Chandler or Mike Muscala and just treating it as like those two players might not be our fifth best player, uh, but I just for fit, I think it makes more sense. And and you want sure. a shooter. So I would do you know, Ben Simmons at the one, J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, either Wilson Chandler or Mike Muscala and Joel Embiid. And I, I actually kind of am feeling like they might might want to consider making a second trade here um, and moving T.J. McConnell or um, some combination of young assets like Furkan Korkmaz and whatever and try to get a, a four, try to get yeah. someone who can shoot a little bit from the four uh, other than Muscala. Maybe, oh, it is interesting that the one person who asked to be traded wasn't in this deal. Like they didn't even put Kirk Korkmaz in there as a throw in. Like instead of like instead of the twenty twenty two second rounder throw Korkmaz in, that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, which I guess could be just for pure roster size reasons, right? That Minneapolis or Minnesota is probably out of roster spots. And if you're gonna take Bayless, they'd rather you take Bayless than Korkmaz for money reasons, so that makes sense, but um Yeah, it's um I could see that being the starting lineup. I think the lineup that I said will probably be the one you end up seeing close out games. It seems to make more sense. Just those are because it's like your five best players on the floor at their relative positions. Um, but again, it's going to be very interesting to see. Um, just a teeny bit heartbroken, and it's fine. This is what we get for loving things. Things will always leave us in the end. Uh, do you feel like this makes Markel Fultz more expendable in a different trade? Um, yes. Uh, can I also just say right now, uh, the top. I'm on Woj's Twitter page in front of me, and currently the top trending topics in the U.S. are in order: Jimmy Butler, Sixers, 76ers, Sharich, Covington, Fultz, Simmons, Dario. Hashtag Marine Corps birthday, Philly. <laughs> so I like how I like how Dario is in there, both as Sharich and Dario. That's nice. I'm gonna listen. I, I, I really, I really think that this this creates a, an issue with the roster um that they're gonna have to figure out and i, I that's why i asked the thing about marco Fultz, right because it's like you now have jimmy butler as your third star they they they're talking about him that way they want to bring him back um he's a guy who does need the ball in his hands a, a decent amount and i kind of just wonder like what does the future of marco Fultz look like on this team assuming that in the next few months before the trade deadline he is not back to where he was in terms of being a perimeter threat, right? If he's mm-hmm. still kind of who he is now, maybe he's just like, and he's been up and down throughout the season. There was a point, probably I think when we podcasted last time, where it seemed like every game he was improving in the last few have just been pretty rough. Um, yeah, the last, but, I think he hasn't attempted a three in his last six games, I believe. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering, like, 
okay, even if he figures out how to be effective without shooting for the rest of the year, it's like, at mm-hmm. what point do you go, okay, we've, we've pushed some chips to the center to get Jimmy Butler, which I think the, the positive, and obviously like the Sixers, given where the Warriors are at, given where even the Raptors are at, like I do understand like wanting to wait it out a little bit and like, let's, let's play for a year from now, two years from now. Right. This Jimmy Butler trade puts them in consideration to go to the finals. It like, does. It really does. Um, yeah. So if that's the case, and and who knows what could happen next season? Like, the the Celtics could trade for Anthony Davis in the summer, and all of a sudden it's like, well, shit, our windows kind of closed. Like, sure, you could get to the finals still, right? And getting through Boston, but like, this might be their best chance, or one of their best chances in the next few years to get to the finals. Yeah, um, I was I was saying this. People were talking about. Um, not getting a, a shooter or a superstar in the offseason uh, meant the Sixers' window was closing. And I was always saying that they, the window wasn't even open yet as long as the Warriors are still the Warriors, right? Because yeah, you could put together, you know, short of having LeBron and Jimmy Butler here with Embiid and Simmons, you're not going to put together a team that's going to beat the Warriors. So your window doesn't start to open until their window is pretty close to closing. But I think making this deal cracks the window a little bit like it's like it's like there's a musky smell in your house and you just got to crack the window a little bit to get the air circulating and that's where they're at now the window was closed and now it's starting to crack open a little bit yeah and i i guess i guess i'm feeling like okay this is who markel fultz is um right now and your roster is constructed the way it is that you have ben simmons markel fultz and tj mcconnell and to be honest Reddick and uh, Landry Shamit, like a lot of your depth is coming at the one and two, and then you have yep. Jimmy Butler backed up by Furkan Korkmaz. Like I, I honestly like you just look at the rest of the the roster without Covington and Dario. It's like the rest of the roster, other than the guys I just mentioned who are in the rotation, you have Butler and Korkmaz, Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala, Joel Embiid, Amir Johnson, Jonah Bolden, like. So Amir is, Amir is going to play. Mike Muscala and Wilson Chandler are going to play. Is that enough? Like, is Wilson Chandler just going to exclusively back up um, Jimmy Butler? And we're talking about him maybe starting at the four. That might be your best bet. Like, it's going to be a we- it's a weird rotation. I guess Ben will play the, the four a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like if you're going in this year to try to to try to win and try to make the finals, um, I certainly think that they need to do something, whether that's trading TJ McConnell or um, some sort of package or trading young guys for a, a player who can, like a Kyle Korver who can help now. Um, yeah. But I feel like now you've kind of limited it to where Markel Fultz is really the only valuable piece who you're willing to move. Other than well, I mean, Zaire Smith, Landry Shamit, the future pick, whatever. But Markel have, Fultz yeah, obviously has the biggest bang for your buck of all those guys. Honestly, I think I think if I was ranking all the assets they have now to move, I would put the Miami's twenty one pick maybe over Fultz if I'm an opposing team. That's where I'm looking at that, right? Yeah, because that twenty twenty one Miami pick doesn't have the same value it would have had if that was the year when they're coming out of high school, but it's still going to be a good pick. Um, so yeah, I think that's depressing that that's true, though. Yeah, I know, but I mean, this is always the point you're getting at, right? If you want to take it all the way back to when this process started, the idea of accumulating assets was to use them. Right, so you have the assets, and they just used two really, really good assets to get a great asset, a great player. Um, and now you have you're at the place now where your own picks aren't going to be 
worth a ton in a trade because they're going to be at the late end of the first round. You only have one or two, I think, future picks from other teams that you know might not be incredibly great either, not talking about second rounders. And you have Markel Fultz. It's like the better your team is, typically, unless you just rob the Nets blind because Billy King should never have a job, uh, the better your team is, the worse the assets you have are outside of players, right? So they're mm-hmm. getting to that point now where they're no longer like the 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 lingering periphery from the process era of all these things they have to be able to move to to get people. They're they've used them. They've used up the pick to move up to get Fultz. They've now used Covington and Dario to go get Jimmy Butler. Um, so those they're gone, but that's what you have to do with them. That you don't you know you can't take them with you. They don't do a ton just sitting in your in your uh, loot loot chest, just, you know, accumulating dust. So that's the point they're at now, though. It's like, we're, so if there's going to be a second trade, um, which I will say, I feel like now, too, because they do still have the MLE, right? Yeah, they still have the MLE. This is an incredibly... Unless, unless, unless this trade mess, I don't think it would, unless this no. trade affects the fact that they had the, like, cap space MLE. So I, I don't yeah. think it would affect that, but... So if it doesn't, I mean, this is now an incredibly attractive destination if someone wants to get bought out by their team and come here. So, it's true. It or, that, or, or, maybe, or maybe they throw too. maybe they throw it at um, uh, like Pat McCarr or something who's still floating out there. Yeah. Yeah. And hope they don't match it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I just right now with with where they're at, I, I worry that um, until they make another move, this is just a really uh, it's a really flat roster, right? Like your starting lineup is going to be significantly improved, assuming you just put Jim. Even if you just insert Jimmy Butler in place of Covington, that is a much better starting lineup. Yeah. Um, I think you're just losing you're losing some depth and I think it's you have depth at the wrong places. Like right now TJ McConnell's hardly playing and I think he's one of right now on this roster like one of your top 3 backups. So it's it's unfortunate that it just works out that way. And maybe he was also speaks. in there last night getting some minutes, getting his legs back. Yeah, playing Looking back like on it now. Seconds. The writing was on the wall, man. Uh, it's going to be weird. I I I mentioned to you uh that I'm going to actually be a friend of mine reached out and asked him when to go to the game next Friday, which since they're on the road is going to be Jimmy Butler's first home game. Um, and it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting to see. Uh, and all right, now I got to look at when Minnesota comes here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's going to be a hot ticket now. Jesus. Oh man. It's uh, it's just it's very it feels very weird. Covington was the longest tenured player on this team. Dario had played almost every like single game of the past two plus years, except for that one where he got like all of his teeth knocked out in their first four seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just it's gonna it's a very different team now. And in, in one move, it is a very different team. Uh, January fifteenth, by the way. Well, Timberwolves at seventy sixers. Get your tickets now, people. Oh, man, they're going to have a video package for Covington and Dario. Oh, man, I'm going to cry. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I, I feel like I don't really have, like, a strong take right now. Like, sure. I, I'm, I'm 
I'm disappointed to to see them go uh, more emotionally than like basketball wise. But I, I think I'm just feeling like I think I just need to see Jimmy Butler play with, yeah. with the guys we have to like really know how I feel about it. I I don't think anything right. he can do this season is going to really like change my feeling about um, long term uh, mm-hmm. the fit and the money and all that. Uh, something that was interesting though was. Um, Bobby Marks tweeted out that even with the cap hold for Jimmy Butler next summer, uh, because they're not going to be able to, to um, extend him right now, they're going to have to wait until next summer to, to sign him. Which it sounds like they're they basically have agreed upon. It sounds like all you know they're the reporting seems to be that they've agreed upon it, even though they can't say that they've agreed on a on an extension. But right, um, even with his cap hold next summer, they'll have twenty one million dollars in cap space to work with, and that's losing. Uh, JJ Redick, that's a big part of it. Obviously, Covington's coming off the books. Um, that's if they uh, renounce uh, the rights to like Amir Johnson and Wilson Chandler. So, I kind of wonder in that in that scenario, like what they can do with that twenty million dollars. Uh, if you have now Jimmy Butler and Bede Simmons, that probably makes you a more attractive place for a. Kemba Walker or an Al Horford or whoever, like one of those one of those free agents who's like not going to make thirty plus million dollars, but is right there. Um, yeah. If one of those guys is more likely to come to Philly and be that fourth guy, right. um, and if, and if that's the case, maybe that that gives you some extra value you wouldn't have had had you not made any moves. But I guess we'll have to see what happens with that. Yeah. It's a weird day, man. I just want to say timing-wise, things always happen when neither of us tend to be available. This went down. I got the notification as I was getting the ready to leave my apartment for like a couple of hours easily. So, and I think, were you still in bed when I called you? Yeah. Yeah, I could hear it. I could tell. West Coast, man. So this is fun news to wake up to on a Saturday. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I, I have the the uh, Shams alerts on my phone, so I was just laying so, in bed, like kind of in that in that like not out of bed yet, but I'm like on my phone looking at stuff phase, and then it comes up. And at first, I honestly like it was stupid because I have notifications on, so it popped up like on the top of my phone. And my first thought was that it was a fake account, which doesn't make sense because I wouldn't have put alerts on for a fake Shams account, but uh, it didn't feel real because there was like no lead up to it. Um. And when I saw that, I was almost like, I just woke up like 20 minutes before. It's like, did I, was there stuff happening all morning and I just wasn't seeing it? And then this is like the official announcement. Like I, I, I just was like totally lost. Yeah. Um, there were none of those like, uh, like, um, Philadelphia has re-engaged with talks in talks with Minnesota. Um, no deal is imminent yet, blah, 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 blah. There was none of that. Yeah. It yeah. really came out of nowhere. I was surprised. Shams just dropped like no names in the deal, but just just dropped like deal is done essentially, and then two minutes later the, the details came out. Yeah. So also just uh, for for note, Ben Fox of ESPN uh, said according to some Vegas person, uh, the Sixers championship odds just went from thirty to one to sixteen to one. I'll take that. Yeah. Our over unders are all screwed up now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. We we kind of ruined all that. Uh, I don't have. I don't think it'll have a huge effect on Embiid. Um, probably no. it'll it'll probably help Embiid and Simmons. Honestly, I, I I think Simmons scoring will probably be down, but I think uh, I think it helps Embiid 
just like take some pressure off and Simmons, he probably racks up a bunch of assists that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's weird because right now we had like, again, obviously we haven't seen Jimmy Butler play with this team. We don't know how he fits. We don't know how the attitude will work out. They'll all mesh together, but we do know what we're missing, right? We know what's left of the team now. So it's hard to look forward and say like, Oh, this is, you know, a great deal, whatever, until you see a Butler out there. But you know, I will say this, it's going to really put a damper on the people who still think that Andrew Wiggins is better than Robert Covington, because they're going to see firsthand that that is not true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should probably wrap it up before I start getting too emotional. I I, I do want to say, I do say before we wrap it up, uh, Derek Bonner just tweeted something that I, I think is really interesting. He said, just thinking out loud, but I wonder if you don't go Redick, Shamit, Butler, Simmons, and Bede as the starting lineup. So the big three at the three, four, and five, and then Redick and Shamit as your backcourt. With essentially Ben being the point guard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were, they had, I kind of don't Red- hate that. No, they have been running Redick and Shamit together a lot. And as much as Redick has gone, uh, as I said last night, JJ Redick is cooler than being cool because he is ice cold. <laughs> and aren't you glad you're not in person watching games with me? Uh, so even with that, I think they work together. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see how this all shakes out. I, I think it's very interesting that you say there could be a second deal in the works. Um, at this, I mean, this just it truly transforms the whole team. This one deal. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to see what happens. Uh, I'll have to wait until the numbers are announced so I can buy my uh, my purple rain jersey uh, with Jario's information on it. Whether if he's number eight or nine or whatever other number he could take because Luol Deng is number nine. Fucking thorn in my side, that Luol Deng, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but between the, the Timberwolves and the Thunder, there's it's like really, <laughs> excuse me, honestly, like the the more Sixersy teams than even the Sixers right now. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever I'm feeling kind of like I'm jonesing for a 2015, uh, to remember the 2015 Sixers, I just turn on the Thunder and it's amazing. Good. All all the old favorites. I feel like we have yeah. none of the old favorites left. TJ McConnell is the only one left, and then that's true. Obviously Embiid, but this is Saved by the Bell, the new class, and unfortunately Embiid is Screech. <laughs> uh, we got all right. Up. You got to to stop this. I got to do things. You're not even awake yet. All right. No. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the actual basketball product after whatever this mess of a game is going to be tonight. It's going to be fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, they are Mark not Fultz better win. play like 38 minutes tonight. Yeah, they're not going to win this game, which is fine. Now, they're especially, they're not going to win. But, you know, whatever. It's cool. Um, okay. Yeah, so thanks for listening. And we'll be back with a real episode, a longer episode. Uh, still without Jimmy Butler, but with more to say uh, tomorrow. All right. See you guys.
Hey guys, this is John Stolnes from The Good Fight and the Phillies podcast, Hitting Season, where I talk to Phillies beat writers, broadcasters, and fellow Good Fight bloggers, as well as national baseball writers, and the occasional interview with Matt Klintak and Gabe Kapler. Also, you'll get continued success, a Phil's podcast hosted by Justin Clue and Liz Rocher covering all things Phillies, and The Dirty Inning, a hilarious podcast hosted by Justin and Trevor Strunk, looking at the very worst innings in Phillies history. Make sure you are subscribed to The Good Fight podcast feed more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.